The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from a house and from other people's houses too. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Thursday. I know it's like all upside down and nobody knows what day it is, but we're here uh, and we're still kicking. So I uh, got a big show planned for you. And I got to remind you that tomorrow we're not doing Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. Starting tomorrow, we're going to start our Temple Grandin Marathon. It's our first ever Memorial Day Temple Grandin Marathon, and I think we're going to make it a tradition. Uh, that's how excited I am about it. Uh, but it does mean that we, it's recorded, but it will be hours upon hours of Temple Grandin so that you can keep tuning in and coming back um, and seeing things that you may have missed over the years with Temple Grandin in lots of different scenarios with lots of different interviews. We're really super excited about it. That's gonna play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Memorial Day. And then we will be back here Tuesday morning with big, big, big shows. So uh, I can't wait, I'm so excited about Tuesday. But um, I'm also excited about uh, this Temple Grandin Marathon. I think it's exactly what you guys need over the weekend. And I'm excited that it means that Traven and I are going to take a deep breath. Because we've, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of shows here uh, and a lot of live shows. And those, those are fun. But uh, mama gets tired. So there we are. So uh, thrilled to be here with you, though, today. And we're super excited about the show that we have for you today, because I think it's going to be super interesting. I, I want to let you know that uh, we started having a couple of uh, website issues yesterday. I mentioned to you that we were having some trouble getting the questions on the live feature yesterday. And then some of you have written to us this morning and said that you're having some issues um, making certain videos play. I want you to know that we're on it and that our uh, web staff is on it. And we've asked them if at all possible, if they can get that all taken care of so that when you need to over the weekend that you can be searching videos. But I do wanna remind you that if for whatever reason those persist over the weekend, all of our videos are archived also on YouTube and you can access them there. So um, we shouldn't be having an issue there. I wanna say good morning to Christina and Heidi. Uh, thrilled that you guys are here with us. And DC, hello DC. So uh, thrilled that you guys are here. I want to remind everybody else, we do have a lot of ways to watch the show and a lot of ways to interact with us. Uh, I do love our homepage, but for whatever reason, it's having a little struggle issue this morning. Gremlins, I don't know. Um, so take a look at all the other ways that you can access as well. 
Twitter. We are live on Twitter right now on Facebook, on Periscope, YouTube, and on our homepage, autism-live.com. But apparently some of the buttons aren't working there today. Uh, we then podcast to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Deezer. And you do have the option on iTunes that you can watch either the whole show with sound and picture, or you can opt to get the audio only and take us with us, to take us with you on the hike that you're going on. They have advised all of us that we need to safely be outside and getting some sunshine and some vitamin D. Uh, so if you're going to head outside at all this weekend, and please, please, please wear a mask, even if you think there aren't going to be people around, I know. I know that there are people who are like, I don't want to wear a mask. No one wants to wear a mask, but please uh, do that for your health and everybody else's health. Uh, it's, it, I, I gotta be honest, it, it seems like it's this really bad karma thing that the people who are the most militant about it and screaming and yelling and saying, I have a right to not wear a mask um, and putting up videos about it. And, you know, look, okay, you absolutely have a right to not wear a mask, but like, with unerring uh, accuracy, those people um, are ending up positive for COVID and on their hands and knees trying to take a breath and going, okay, I didn't know. I mean, that one basketball player who from the Utah Jazz who thought he was being so funny when he touched all the microphones and within 48 hours, he tested positive. I, I think he wishes he could take that back. You know what I'm saying? Um, so sometimes we do things that are not our most comfortable and not our most favorite, but we do it for the greater good. I'm asking you to please wear a mask. If you're, if you're watching this show, please, please, please wear a mask. Uh, but do get outside a little bit and observe those social distancing. I like the little circles on the grass that they're doing in New York where people, they have a six foot circle and you can be inside your circle. You can't be in anybody else's. I like it. Uh, okay, so, uh, but we, we do hope that you'll venture out a little bit. Take us with you. Put some headphones on. Listen to some autism live. And here's the thing, you know, um, we like to be free. That's, that's what we're all about here. We, we hope to be free in all the ways that we can be. And the way that we're able to do that is by having views. And that, that is the way that we keep the lights on. So please watch. Uh, please tell your friends about it. Please share whenever appropriate. Please like us on Facebook. Please subscribe to us on our homepage. There's a pop-up that comes up. Please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube or uh, iTunes, or please leave us a review on iTunes. That's one of the best things that you can do for us. That helps more people to be able to find us. Okay. So having said all of that, thrilled and excited to be here. I like to remind you that we have lots of experts that are here on the show. I'm not one of them. I, <laughs> my credential for being here is that I love all of you. That's the first one. I am a mom of somebody who was diagnosed with autism many, 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 many years ago. And um, I, you know, got really lucky I, we worked really hard too. I don't want to leave that part out of it, but I got really lucky because I got good information. And then we followed through on that information, but I made a deal that I, if I, if I could get some help for my kiddo, that I would promise to make sure that I went back and help whoever I could afterwards. So we're here to help you with information and inspiration. We know it's not a one size fits all. Write into us, tell us what you need, but don't mistake me for an expert. Please mistake me for someone who cares deeply and wants to help you to get to whatever you want to get to. 
right? Which is very individualistic. Um, and we do, when we're talking to folks, we, we really look, view this as talking to the larger autism community, which at its core has individuals who are on the autism spectrum, because of course, you know, we, we're not doing anything without them, right? That would be crazy. Um, but we also want to include everyone who loves them. We feel that that is a, is a huge bargaining unit that we can make a difference if we all work together. And we have to take into consideration that everybody has different opinions about things. My goodness, I'm in a conversation on Facebook this morning because I, I made a comment about the CDC's new um, guidelines for classrooms. And I just, I find it like really redonkulous and, um, you know, uh, and not necessarily what is safe for our kids educationally. And I made a comment saying, I wish that they would spend more time to figure out how to do this properly with distance learning and with technology. And, and a wonderful mom has said, that's not going to help our kiddos who are very severe. And so we're having that discussion about it because I don't, I of course don't want to leave those kiddos out. Um, but I also don't want to put them in a classroom and say, Hey, don't step over this line with a piece of tape because you could be unsafe then. I just think that's a recipe for disaster. So I'm willing to talk about other things. Hey, good morning, Jeremy. Good morning uh, to S Shark. And uh, we're really excited that you guys are here with us. Uh, I'm so glad that you liked yesterday's show. Uh, I, I really, uh, I don't know what I just did, but I made my whole thing go away. Uh, Heidi says, yesterday's show was a gem of a show. I hope that we're going to top that for you today, but I'm glad that you liked yesterday's show. Uh, is Autism Live connected with CARD or is it separate from them? I called yesterday CARD and it doesn't accept uh, only Medi-Cal in Ventura County. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, let me explain how uh, CARD and, and Autism Live are absolutely connected in a lot of different ways. Um, CARD basically is the, the fiscal sponsor uh, the main fiscal, fiscal sponsor for Autism Live, they, they pay our bills. Um, now, I know that probably makes you go, oh, well, then that's why Shannon talks about CARD. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Um, I had a show that was called Everyday Autism Miracles. It was a radio show where I would, you know, I, did, I didn't have a fiscal sponsor for that. And, um, and those shows are available. You can go and listen to them. They're, they're old, but they're there. And some of them are really good. Um, but I was talking about the things that I talk about here and I was, and I was talking about ABA and I was talking about my experience of being a mom whose child got services at card and, um, talking about how great that was and urging people to access whatever resources are important to them. And card said, we love what you're doing. We're building a studio. How about if you come and take up space in the studio? And so that is how that came to be. It is not, it is not the other way around. I think if you watch the show enough, you know that like I'm, I'm just gonna you know keep it real, um, and I love that Card has had the commitment throughout the years that to spreading the message that quality ABA from any provider is a really beneficial thing for just about anybody. You know, I mean, even folks who aren't on the spectrum, quality ABA is what helps people become great Olympic athletes, right? Um, and, and so I absolutely love that. And they have absolutely never censored me from anything or anyone that I wanted to have on the show. And they pretty much have given me carte blanche and said, 
do good in the world, which, and we've been doing that for nine years. So um, that is how we are connected with CARD. And I now, I not only have this job, but I also have a job at CARD helping um, parents that are CARD parents. I'm the director of parent relations and orientation at CARD. So full disclosure. Um, but, you know, we do talk about other ABA providers on the show as well. So, um, well, thank you, DC. DC said, I enjoy you and all of your knowledge. What I know wouldn't fill uh, <laughs> a pen cap, but, you know, I like to have fun. So thank you. Now, as to the Ventura County thing, um, I, 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 let's, let's have a conversation about that because I don't know, doesn't accept only Medi-Cal and Ventura County. They, I, I, I don't believe that that is the case. So I don't know who you talk to, but have a conversation with me. Write to me at s dot penrod at autism hyphen live.com and let me chase that down you know um sometimes you know there's like i remember one time somebody called and said hi i would like to get services for my child who has adhd uh and the person on the phone at card said does your child have a diagnosis of autism and they said no my child has a diagnosis of ADHD and the person on the phone said, we're sorry, we're only treating people who have autism. And then the parent reached out to me and said, why is it called the Center for Autism and Related Disorders? And I went back and talked to the person and what it was, was uh, the person had been told that most funding sources will only fund if the person already has a diagnosis of autism. But the truth is, is that more and more funding services are funding for ADHD. We were able to get services started and it was all just a misunderstanding. So um, let's reach out to me. Let's figure out where the disconnect is there because I, I don't even know what that means, but Ventura County, um, it's, it's not a rule that they only take Medi-Cal. So I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, hi, Mia. We're excited about today too. Good afternoon to you. And uh, okay. Uh, here we go. Okay. So I'm just reading your comments and absolutely loving them. But uh, you guys are going to give me a big head. It won't fit in the screen anymore. So <laughs> we like to start Thursdays with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey nani nani are the experts talking about? What does it have to do with me? What does it have to do with anybody else? Do I really need to bother to know what this term is? And my question always is, is it going to save me time and money? Now, the other day, our term was fine motor. And um, so we want to do the flip today uh, because people always talk about fine motor or gross motor skills. And, um, I, you know, I remember the first time somebody talked about gross motor skills, I, I'm just going to admit, I thought they were talking about things that are gross. I really, <laughs> I really did. And I was like, are we talking about when a child's pooing? What, what, what is a gross motor skill? Because they were talking about fine motor skills. What is a gross motor skill? So let's take a look at what our actual definition of gross motor skill is. If possible, we'll make fun of it and then we'll give you a working definition. Gross motor skills, the abilities required in order to control the large muscles of the body uh, for intentionally coordinated movement. Oh, there's just not much to make fun of there, right? Uh, but gross, you know, meaning total, not gross meaning disgusting. So uh, let's take a look at what our working definition is for gross motor skills. 
and then we'll compare it to the fine motor skills and see if we can't make sense of this. So gross motor skills are the large movements that any individual makes with their arms, their legs, their feet, or their entire body. It's crawling, running, jumping, being able to ride a bike, right? Um, so these are the big movements of the body. So we talked the other day about fine motor and fine motor are the little precise movements that we make that a lot of times we think of it as being finger skills, but it's more than that. But they're the tiny little movements that make a big, big difference. So if you think about it, um, think about like, uh, uh, since I brought up the bathroom, um, for an individual to go to the bathroom, there's a whole series of things that muscular, uh, muscular wise, that's not even a word, but in terms of your muscles, there are activities that you need to be able to do to successfully go to the bathroom, right? Like if you have a zipper, there's some fine motor skills involved in the zipper, right? Being able to grasp the little tab on the zipper and lift it up, which kind of unlocks the zipper and to push it down, you know, it's fine motor to be able to hold it and grasp it and be able to apply pressure to it. But once we're pushing down on the zipper, now we're getting into more gross motor because you're using the arms of your muscle. Then being able to hook your thumbs into the side of your pants, fine motor, but to push them down off of your, you know, off of your bum, that's more gross motor, right? Uh, being able to sit up on the toilet is gross motor skills, but being able to tear off the toilet paper, fine motor. So we want to be working on both of these things, right? And both of them, if, if they're not there, will lead to different issues for the individual. And gross motor in particular, you heard Temple Grandin talking um, on the show last month about how she has to do a burst of exercise that that's what helps her for her anxiety. And if you talk to a good OT, they will tell you that, you know, um, lactic acid builds up in your muscles and that getting the muscles moving and get everything going affects your entire sense of well being. And when we see that certain individuals, not just kiddos, but um, people who tend to have a little bit of anxiety, if we really are doing gross motor activities with them and those big bursts of energy, things that really take uh, movement, not just walking. And walking is great, right? And it's gross motor, but using the big, big muscles can really help people to regulate a lot of sensory issues, which is a very exciting thing to know. Um, there are, there are a whole list of things that um, OTs will talk about, that, and I don't remember what they all are, but they're push, pull, twist, grasp, um, right? That a lot of those are fine motor, but then they talk about something called heavy work. And a lot of our kids and a lot of our adults, even a lot of uh, those of us that aren't on the spectrum need a certain amount of heavy work. I don't know about you guys, but I was saying this to my husband the other day. I was like, mm, I'm out of whack. I'm out of balance right now because at the end of the night, I am, I'm just like emotionally and mentally spent because I'm working, 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 but I'm not physically spent. And that is an uneven balance, right? That I got to get more physical, big stuff in. So I'm digging in the garden, you know, and I'm working on the elliptical, but it, it really, sometimes it is those big push and pull kinds of things. 
it's, and that's what the heavy work is. You know, when you see people who do CrossFit and they're doing things like the ropes and, and doing the ropes and they're pushing the big, they're lifting up the big tire and pushing it over, that's heavy work. And we can do that safely with even young kids, right? Um, we can we can have them get the big heavy cushions off the couch and stack them up and we can pull them places. You can um, put toys into a laundry basket and have them push and pull. And you should notice with some kids that they it helps to regulate them. So gross motor, super important that we know what it is and that we know the difference between the fine motor and the gross motor. Um, but I would ask yourself over this weekend, are you getting enough gross motor? I am not. <laughs> like, this is like, we're 100% sure Shannon is not getting enough gross motor. But you will find that if you get enough gross motor, it helps. I'm a sensory person. I can, I can tell you for sure. It helps to settle me and you'll sleep better. Uh, I love the friend of mine who had neurotypical kids. Let's, let's, you know, call that out. Um, but her kids were the best behaved, most regulated, sweet, wonderful, did well in school, competed on their swim team uh, and did very well. And all of the friends, you know, myself included, would go, how is it that you raise such wonderful young men? And the mother said, oh, I exhaust them. I run them like dogs from morning to night. Uh, and they, you know, they're on the swim team. And by the way, swimming involves a lot of heavy work because you're pushing the water out of the way and pushing with your feet, paddling with your feet. So uh, good gross motor activity and it helps to regulate. So there we go. Uh, okay, so we always have a question of the day for you. And our question today is what's your favorite physical activity? So what's the thing that gives you the most joy? And are you doing that right now? I got to say, dancing is my favorite thing. I know it doesn't look like it. I don't look like a dancer. I'm not good at it, right? It's a little bit like Elaine from Seinfeld, but it's joyous for me. Right? Um, and I need to take more time to be dancing because uh, it's good, good, good physical activity. It's important to dance with abandon. That's the only way that you get to gross motor. Uh, so you got to dance like nobody's watching, right? Uh, find some time to do whatever your favorite physical activity is over this uh, holiday weekend. All right, moving on. We always have a topic for the week and our topic this week has been moving forward. Boy, it's hard, right? Because it, I feel like every time we take one step forward, you know, something happens and we got to take two steps back. We finally got that CDC thing so we could move forward, but <laughs> like the logistics of it, especially for our kids. I just, I, I, you know, and as a former teacher, I just go, okay, this is a classic example of the mistake that a lot of times we make is what are we teaching? What is the most important thing here? What is the mission? And the mission is to educate. If you now cannot do it in the way that you were doing before, which by the way, wasn't working, right? For anybody. I think like maybe two kids out of the classroom, it was working for, right? But everybody was sort of hobbling along, but we've been calling for reform for education for how long, right? And you no longer can do it this way where you stack the desks in the room and everybody does a worksheet and somebody stands in front of the classroom. We can't do it right now. So this is an opportunity to do what? Take what we were doing that wasn't working and morph it into something that works less? Or is it an opportunity for us to say, let's educate. 
So if education is what we're trying to do, what's the answer to this question? And I think, you know, people are going to find that it's going to require a bunch of different solutions because there is no one size fits all. There isn't. Um, but we have to, we have to have a plan, call it out for all the ways it doesn't work and re-brainstorm before we can move forward. And everything is like that. If you're looking around your house right now and you're going, hey, there's part of this that isn't working for me right now, call it out. Call it out and then let's figure out, well, what would work? I just find myself three times a day having to say to people, I know that you know you can't do it the way you did it before, but what would work? If we just you know, scorched earth and said, we're starting over, how would we do this? How would it work? Um, I'm seeing that with the treatment of autism that you know, the way that we did it before is not, um, it's not completely available in this moment, although it's a little bit available. And I, I love, for instance, that Card is saying to their families, what's gonna work for you? What's gonna work for you in your life circumstances? What's gonna work for your kiddo? Let's not say, let's not do ABA, but they've got three different models and which one do you wanna do or do you wanna do a hybrid? So you can do in the home with somebody who comes to the home, you can do in the center starting on June 1st at some of the centers, right? But in a morphed and different way, right? But some kiddos need that. Or do you want to do telehealth? And we'll help you to figure that out. Or do you want to do a little telehealth, a little in home? Or do you want to do a little bit of all three? What, you know, it's really about being customizable. So, um, but, but how do we want to all move forward is really the question, the question of the day. So I'm looking at the time. I'm way late and our guest has been waiting. So on the show today, we've got a total of three great guests. Stephen Gaber is here with us. He's probably been waiting and you can go ahead and let him in, um, Traven. Stephen has been on our show many times before. He refers to himself as the autistic traveler. And he is an amazing young man who loves to travel. And Stephen's day job is working at Trader Joe's. And Stephen had said, written to me the other day and he said, hey, you know. Hello? Stephen, are you there? Yeah, can you hear, can you? I can absolutely hear you. Are you able to start your camera? I'm almost Hold on, hold on. Yeah, There's I'm here now. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, Shannon. How are you? Long time no talk. I know. I was just saying to everybody that you refer to yourself as the autistic traveler and you like to travel. You like to go places and you've been uh, from time to time, you'll do a short video about what you've seen at different events or different places that you go. But your day job is working at Trader Joe's, which is an amazing place to be working right now, um, especially in this pandemic. And you wrote to me the other day and said, Shannon, why not have me on to talk about what it's like working at Trader Joe's? in a pandemic and I thought that was a great idea. So, uh, you know, first the pleasantries, are you safe and are you well? Yes and yes. Okay, I love that. At least as far um, as I'm concerned, I mean, who knows? Cause who knows? Today, today you're safe and well. So yeah, that's at least good. I feel safe and well. Good, And but you've been, you've continued to work this whole time at Trader Joe's? Yep. And I'm, I'm happy that, uh, I'm happy that you've continued to have the work um, and, and happy that you have stayed safe through all of this because it's been, what, nine weeks now that you've more continued? Like, more like two months, two yeah. plus months. Okay, so like nine weeks. So uh, is what is it like, Stephen, working at Trader Joe's? Well, let me begin. Like the first week when the pandemic really happened, everyone was stir crazy. 
I mean, we were out of literally everything and we couldn't even order anything. Like when I get, went to the grocery store, literally everything was already bought. We, we had to tell people, sorry, we don't, if we don't have it, it's, it's not on the shelf. We don't have it. Toilet paper was gone. Paper towels were gone. Meat was gone. Everything. Since then, luckily a week later, we've been able to order products, but we've been having, we had limits like the first week or so. And then we started limiting people. And now we still have a line, but people could still, it's less of a line than it was when we first, first started this pandemic. So things are getting so, a bit better. I want to ask a couple of questions about what you already said, because in the beginning, um, you know, we saw some videos of Trader Joe's where the whole freezer case was completely empty and that there were just shelf after shelf that was completely empty. Was it like that at your store, Stephen? Oh, yes. Wow. Amazing. Um, but you guys are keeping up with it now. And um, I have not been out uh, in, in all this time. So I, and I love Trader Joe's and I've not gone to a Trader Joe's. I have friends who have gone to Trader Joe's and there's a whole different system now to go to Trader Joe's. So can you talk a little bit about, so somebody comes and they have to stand in line outside the store? Yes, they do. And how, like, is there, like, you only, each store only lets in a certain number of people? Yep. Our store has been a little more, we've been a little, been able to let more people in recently, but it's still, there's a line at our discretion. Okay. And then are you masked while you're working, Stephen? Yes, we have, at least the city of Irvine is requiring us to be at masked. And I never really understood if our citizens are allowed to, it's really not a clear cut rule, but we strongly encourage it. So at your store, they encourage uh, customers, patrons to wear a mask, but you can, you can still let them in if they're not? It's a tricky, slippery slope okay. because uh, we're technically not really allowed to, but they may, have a, they may claim they have a medical condition or something, but they should expect to get stared at or commented if they don't have a mask on. Okay, so somebody's going to say something to them about, yes. you know, a, a oh, worker yeah. will say we would prefer that you have a mask on. Yeah. But I, there was that horrible video of that horrible, hateful woman who was refusing to put on a mask and making such a, a thing at a Trader Joe's. Um, and I don't know if it's true, but uh, it's online now, you know, and you can't believe everything you see online that she has yeah. now come down with COVID, which I feel terrible about. But, you know, it's like people. Um, I'm urging people to wear masks and um, it probably took you a while to get used to wearing the mask. Didn't it, Stephen? It's not my favorite thing, but it's something I have to do. Like I would rather do that and be able to go out, at least be able to do stuff than not. I mean, I don't want to wear a mask, but uh, hopefully it's only for a few more months at the most. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you're working because you're helping to uh, feed the masses before this happened. Um, did you think of your job as being something that in an emergency would be considered essential? Absolutely not. And how does it feel now knowing that you're, you're like one of the linchpins in, in the whole works. If you're not there at work, then people, people aren't able to eat. It, it does it feel good to know that you're essential. I guess I don't really still feel like an essential employee today. Cause I'm not like a doctor or a firefighter, but I guess in the sense that we give people food, I, yeah, but I still don't feel essential personally. Well, let me tell you, you are, we're all hundred percent clear on that because, you know, during this emergency, yes, the doctors and the nurses and the first responders are absolutely critical, 
but a lot of people have not had to, you know, in the eight weeks, you know, knock on wood, we haven't needed any of those professionals, but we've needed to eat. Um, And so have everybody else. So we appreciate that you're there working. What's the hardest part about this right now, Stephen, for you personally? For me, the hardest part is knowing when it's going to end because I have no, all my life is literally is work and home. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't go to my, I can't go to the gym. I can't go to the movies. My trips have been postponed. I mean, I plan, I have tentative dates, but who knows if they'll continue. I can't even go in my own pool and jacuzzi. And, and you're somebody who this, you you travel on a regular basis. Where did you have plans to travel during this period? New Orleans, Atlanta, Cancun, and a cruise to Mexico. I mean, a cruise to the Western Caribbean slash Orlando. See guys, he's not kidding around. He's traveling. Um, And so can I, I, this is a personal question, but were you able to get refunds on things that you had paid or you don't have Uh, to answer that if you don't want to. Well, uh, here's what I'm going to say. I, they give you an airline credit for the flights. Uh, I've not canceled my cruise yet because I'm still debating because it's in September, but I probably will can't, well, at least postpone it to next year because I may want to do, I had personal reasons for wanting to take this trip, but I think it might work better next year. So even if it's reopened, I may push it back. Uh, I hopefully I'm going to go to New Orleans and Atlanta and uh, July, if not October. Cancun has been rescheduled till December, but I hear they're reopening up Mexico. So I may push it up till up till e- to either to replace the new orleans atlanta they still don't open everything or the or the cruise so it really depends i'm hoping to push that one up because they're reopening that one sooner i want to address that so many of the people are writing in and saying um that uh the trader one person said the trader joe's system is nicely organized and uh, i think there's a lot of love for trader joe's in general we love the products that are at trader joe's and I love that Trader Joe's was one of the first, uh, from what I understand, and again, I've not been out, uh, but what I understand is that they were one of the first to get a very nicely organized system that a lot of other stores have looked at and said, oh, look, Trader, Trader Joe's is doing this exactly right. I'm wondering, Stephen, if it was nerve wracking in the beginning, if you, did you think your store was going to close or were they pretty quick at, at telling you? look, this is how we're going to reopen and here's our new protocol. Do they give you training? I'm asking a lot of questions at once. Uh, I never really thought of them closing. I never really thought of that. They just said, this is the way it is. I mean, grocery stores typically I don't think are going to close because everyone has to eat. So I guess if not the restaurants, the grocery stores, but it has made me think of my career a lot now, even though I still want to do something different now. Well, and, but so did they give you training um, and are, is a regular ongoing training about this, you know, if something changes, like I know what I hear is that you guys have put up plexiglass um, so have. that the, so that the, the checker is not in direct contact with the person who's going through and paying. We have. Um, and, and so were you guys given training about, you know, what to do and where to stand and how to restock when people are there? Kind of, but no. More okay. so the lines and more so like the sanitation. Okay. Um, and I, I, what I have heard is that most people are being very respectful when they come to the store and that they're being very kind um, and that they're allowing you guys to keep your distance. Cause usually Trader Joe's it's packed. Right. And, yeah. and, and you're like leaning over somebody to get something and, and there's an employee who's stocking something right there. But I've heard that you got, that it's working really well. 
It is. I mean, customers have baked us brownies, given us, given us cards and made a picture of us. Oh, and like, how does that feel? Do you, is that good nice. for you? But, uh, but we're, you know, I, I, I got to applaud you, Stephen, that you're, you're getting it done and you're going to work and um, this too shall pass. And then you'll be back traveling and doing your traveling thing. Um, and I hope for you that you can get some more traction with the autistic traveler and, and get like a news service to pick it up. Uh, Cause I think what you do is super fun. Um, and, uh, and I hope that you get through this transition well, and I'm sorry that it's, it's made it so that you've got less to do. Are you finding that you can connect with friends online, like in Zoom? Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I mean, I text all my friends and, uh, you know, I actually sent my article to the city of Irvine, but they never actually uh, published it. Did you like the article? Well, yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you, um, though, Stephen, you know, when I think about like uh, J.K. Rowling from Harry Potter, how many times she submitted the Harry Potter story to publishers before somebody said that they would do it. There's a lot of rejection in the world, but if you're persistent, and I know that you are, I think that somebody's going to see the benefit of it at some point. Well, as I say, you have to find the right people because you know you can try, but you can get a lot of wrong people and yep. not be as understanding. Yep. But persistence wins the day, just like what you're doing at work right now. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing, Stephen. And if people want to follow you and, and know what you're doing, either at Trader Joe's or when you're traveling, where should they go? Well, they can send me an email at the following address, and I'm going to spell it M O. V I E P R I N C E 2003 at yahoo.com. It's movieprince2003 at yahoo.com. I'm also on Blogger, Stephen Gaber. That shows a lot of my older blogs about my travels. Uh, I have some more, most of my blogs also posted on LinkedIn. We have, we have someone who was a guest on our show a couple of weeks ago, and she says she lives in Atlanta, but if you want to hang out, she loves to travel too. Maybe, you know, maybe you could start like a little travel group that you guys talk about places that you've been to. That could be fun. That would be great. All right. Well, uh, maybe I can see about connecting the two of you, but he just said his email. So uh, hopefully, say it one more time, Stephen. Do you want me to spell it or do you want me to say it? Just say it. Movieprince2003 at yahoo.com. There we go. Thank you so much for uh, the idea of coming on and talking with us, Stephen. We always enjoy a good uh, conversation with you. And, and stay safe and stay well, okay? I will. Thank All you. right, you take care. Bye. Happy Memorial Day weekend. You too, it's my birthday next Thursday. <gasps> Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm going to Arizona next week as they reopen. And at least I want to do something. They have a, my hotel's pool and jacuzzi and some restaurants are open, maybe even some bowling places. And Considering right. I can't do any, it was, I had no plans for my birthday before they reopened. Well, be safe and you'll wear a mask, right? Yes, I think I have to. All right. Best. Bye. So, fabulous. Thank you, Stephen. Have a good You're weekend. Welcome. Happy birthday. Thank you, Shannon. It was a pleasure talking with you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, wonderful, wonderful Stephen Gaber. I just want to take a second to address some of the things that you guys wrote in. Somebody wants to know, are there ways that families from low-income backgrounds work on gross motor skills and fine motor skills for free? Absolutely. If you go on Pinterest, um, and you can look all over Pinterest, right? Um, and just put in fine motor or gross motor, 
Um, or you can go to Autism Lives Pinterest page and we have uh, boards that are just for fine motor and boards that are just for gross motor. And most of them are things for things to do around the house. And I will tell you, you know, um, when at the very beginning of this, when I made the blog about 101 things to do at home, uh, one of them was rearrange the furniture. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but that is a gross motor activity that you can rearrange the furniture. And however you want to language it to your kids and say, well, right now we're just going to take all the furniture and stick it in the middle of the room. Or you can say, we're going to stick it in the middle of the room because we're going to dust and, and mop behind where the furniture was. Whatever will get them to do it. Um, um, and then you move it back. Like you don't have to rearrange it and keep it in the rearranged way, but moving furniture is a gross motor activity. Um, so you absolutely can do that. We have families that have made obstacle courses in their homes with just their furniture and the pillows and blankets and the furniture that they have in their home. Um, and, and as I said before, I think everybody's got some sort of laundry basket, right? As long as it's open and they can't like, you know, it's not one of those that's drawstring and closes. Um, but putting something into that laundry basket, um, like one of your other children and say, let's have races, um, and, and they have to push and pull. And, you know, if you have, uh, tape, if you have a roll of masking tape in your house, um, you can, you can put a, a thing all over the house, right? A, a line that goes all over the house and say, we're now going to pull, push and pull the basket. We're, we call it, um, a roller coaster ride, right? We're going to push and pull the basket all over the line, all over the house. Um, and you take turns, which kid is pushing and which kid is pulling, right? So somebody gets to be the rider and somebody gets to push and pull, but you have to stay on the line. The other thing about put it, having the, the masking tape line is that then when you're done with that and everybody's exhausted, then, you know, you do the funny walk on the, the line where everybody has to try to walk and balance and not fall off. And then you have to duck walk on the line and then you have to walk backwards on the line. There are hours of entertainment for a roll of, of masking tape. And if you don't have masking tape, you know, um, sometimes, um, you know, there's other things like you have planks in the floor, so it could just be the plank. You can find other ways to do these things, but there are millions of ideas on Pinterest to get the, the gross motor thing happening. It's, it's absolutely um, easy, easy, easy. Uh, vacuum, because uh, so, somebody talks about, uh, for those who have children who are capable, my OT gave me ideas for my son here at home, cleaning windows, throwing out trash, vacuuming. Vacuuming helps him so much. And he actually does a pretty good job better than me. Vacuuming is a gross motor skill because you're pushing and pulling. And the older the vacuum cleaner, the better because you know, the new ones are sort of like self-driven and, you know, but it's, it's gross motor having to push and pull and push and pull. Uh, in fact, a lot of cleaning things are gross motor. You just have to make sure that you make it fun for them because cleaning is so boring. <laughs> cleaning is just, uh, you know, so make it fun. You put on music and you dance while you're doing it, um, you know, or whatever you can think of to make the cleaning fun. But um, a lot of cleaning is gross motor. Uh, and dancing, dancing, dancing. All right. Um, okay. We have uh, two great guests that are going to join us right now. And I'm a little bit late, actually. I apologize. Uh, these ladies are, have formed uh, a business called Standout Advocates. They are, and go ahead, Traven, if you can let them in. Um, 
they are uh, amazing moms, but they figured out, uh, both of them in different pockets, there they are. Although your name says something entirely different, Marlene. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't know why. But uh, so we have uh, joining us Melissa Schomburg Lander and Marlene Luke. Oh, and unless you- matter of fact, we have a, we have Jasmine Haro instead oh. because Marlene oh. is on a home assessment call. Oh, okay. I was like, no, why does Marlene's thing say she's Jasmine Harrow? I wasn't <laughs> even looking at your face. I was like, why does the name say something different? Jasmine, welcome. Thrilled to have you here. Hi, thank you for having us. So ladies, tell us a little bit about what Standout Advocates is and what you do, because I I think you guys are amazing. Thank you. Um, So Jasmine is our head of care coordination. Uh, Every one of our clients uh, gets um, assigned a coordinator uh, and Jasmine looks after all their needs, whether it's ABA, uh, respite, needing uh, to find the right care. She's actually was a, a former respite provider of um, a very good friend of, of, of ours, but who was also our IEP advocate, uh, Victoria. So, wow. so for many years. So uh, we're really lucky to have her and she's fantastic. And then what we do is we go through all the state run services and all of the other supports that a family needs. And we kind of have this kind of special ops kind of way of coming in and figuring out what the family needs, what are the resources that are available to them, what does the state allow their resources to offer? We know that in California, we have um, very good resources uh, as far as that goes. And then getting them to the right experts if they need diagnoses, if they need new types of uh, therapies or uh, new ways of doing things, different ways to change the trajectory of a child's life. And then when we're moving towards adulthood, you know, vocational training, how are you gonna best prepare that person for that life ahead where intellectually they may be able to cope, uh, but may not be able to socially or executive functioning or with their gross motor skills or, you know, as we've talked about. So um, so we try to look after them in their longevity. I, I have a 13 year old with autism who was diagnosed at age three. Um, Marlene Lueck, uh, my business partner who's on the call, she um, also uh, has a special needs uh, son. And, um, Jasmine here um, has worked with us since the very beginning, and we kind of look after all the daily needs as well as trying to help ensure that we can get other places to provide some of the income uh, to pay for these things because families spend about a million dollars who have special needs families over and above what other families do. So it's it's, it's a very taxing. It's expensive. And so to put, to, to be clear, you know, when, whenever you join this community, at whatever point you're joining this community, I think most parents at some point feel like, gosh, I feel like there's a bunch of people who know a bunch of things that I don't know, and you're having to run to catch up. And, you know, for some people, they devote the next 10 years of their life to be researching and finding things out, still to find out that there were things that they never found out about. Well, look at you, um, you're an example of somebody who did not yeah. know what they could have gotten during that time and and it could have touched a lot of people's lives. And and I was asking, and I was asking people on a regular basis because early on when my son was diagnosed, we were up a tree financially. I mean, we were, you know, about to be homeless and up a tree financially. And I was finding it very difficult to, we were a two income family and I was finding it difficult to make, to be able to work enough 
and be able to get my son's um, services and research what he needed. And I was asking people constantly, uh, you know, like, what do I need to do? Which line do I need to stand in? What's the, what's the short track? But I, you know, and then I ended up hosting two separate shows where I was interviewing people, asking people. And it wasn't until I was interviewing uh, Melissa and, and I found out that I, there was here in California, there was money that I could have accessed where I would have been paid every month for taking care of my child, which would have made the difference financially. We Like, I'm just going to be honest, we're still a, a little bit messed up from having to pay for what happened then. And I would have been able to tell more people about it, which who knows what that would have helped. But I didn't. And I was, and I was looking and asking and, and turning over rocks to see information. So no one can know everything. No one can find everything out. And can I also say I made myself sick in the process of trying to advocate for my child because I didn't know what I didn't know and it ate my stomach lining. But if you want to, the truth of the matter is, is that you can set all of that aside. And right now we're just talking about Southern California, although I think that at some point we have to have standout advocates everywhere. Um, but in Southern California, if you're in Southern California, <laughs> everywhere, uh, in Southern California, if you want to say, I don't want to do this anymore, you can, for a very reasonable fee, hire standout advocates. And, and, and it's really kind of like a drop-down menu, right? Where they can go, this is what I need help with. But you'll also tell them what they have missing on their list. We prefer more the let us tell you what you don't know about. And we're going to kind of fill in the blanks for you because... Most people, and I think I'm going to let Jasmine speak to it also, but most people come for one reason, but usually that's not the main reason they need to be with us. They needed more help than they knew they needed. They only could see one thing. Jasmine? Right. I have a lot of families when I start talking to them and you know, we start talking about what services they currently have and the behaviors uh, of their child, it becomes clear that they need more than they realize. And that's where we come in. We're there to really um, make sure that each child has what they need so they have a successful future. And people can look at your website. It's standoutadvocates.com, correct? We have a correct? new one now. Um, we've moved okay. our offices to Calabasas uh, Wellness Center. That's run by Dr. Tanya Altman, who um, is really the forefront of, of, of COVID-19, which she's going to be on CNN tonight, um, which will wow. be really interesting. But um, we've moved over to their practice in Calabasas. So we will also be able, there, there are also a lot of specialists there if people want them which will be great for us to be able to have ex uh, access to experts right next to us. Um, so, but right. they have all sorts of therapies and nutritionists and, and doctor, et cetera. But um, what, what it allows us to do is to be able to access a lot of experts all in the same place because we're not experts, we're parent advocates. Our job is to know what everybody doesn't know and to ask the right people the right questions to get the information. So to be able to have access to that is going to be great. So we've launched a new website that's going to go along with Calabasas Wellness Center. Um, okay. But we, we really uh, try to reinforce the fact that nobody has to hire us. The information out there is free. It, what's more important is that people get access to it and know where to go to find the information they need to make decisions. And so people are always welcome to give us a call. We will always give you more information that probably you knew that you needed. 
um, you may leave feeling slightly confused and overwhelmed, but the idea is to then take that on with the family and go and fight that fight with them alongside them. And we're doing it mostly viral now, now that there's been state mandates that say that they have to intercede with uh, video and um, by phone. So everything is moving along again. And actually uh, we found it actually to be a little liberating for the system. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. what we'll do is we bring people in and we discuss what it is they're there for. Most people come by referral, uh, a personal referral. Um, and then we tell them, hey, but did you know about this? And did you know about this? Because that's the thing that we all need to know is we all think we know what we want the answer to, but we ha don't even know the question yet. Yeah. You know, you're not even anticipating what's coming down the line for you. So for us, having already lived it and done it, to be able to say, I know what that feels like, it's a tremendous weight to bear. If you give us some time, we're going to be with you. Someday you're not gonna need us as much as you feel like you need us right now. And cause we're gonna teach you what you need to know so that you can do this on your own. It's about empowering that family so that now they can turn around and empower other people. And if we can give you help without you hiring us, all the better, that's amazing. Not everybody can, and we're glad when people can do it on their own, and that's a great, a great thing to put out into the world. So people call us, we give them the information they need. What's sad is when they call us from other states, and you know we have to tell them you're going to have to look at MedWaiver.org. You know your state waivers are very different. They, you know, we had a long call with somebody in Colorado. You yeah, same system. So this is why I feel that you need to be everywhere. Um, I don't know how that works. I don't. I logistically, I don't. Know, but but. I will tell you for folks who are in Southern California, it's the difference of, you know, you need help and resources for your kiddo, your teen or your adult right now. And so the question is, do you want to walk along the sidewalk and see if you can find out the information? Regardless of income, because most people out there, oh, either their child yeah. is eligible or that their income is too high. And somebody has told them, no, you can't get the service because of your income and didn't tell them the, the kind of. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, this was me. I mean, I, we were we were literally about to be homeless, and I was told that we couldn't even get food stamps, um, and let alone anything else. That there was no funding for my son, and all of that was untrue. All of it was untrue, and we struggled for years and didn't know. So the the question is: Do you want to walk along the sidewalk and try to pick up information as you go, or do you want to get on the information highway? and be going 90 miles an hour. And these ladies can take you 90 miles an hour. So we that's what they do. Because we're parents who taught ourselves. Yeah. And now we advocate the same way. We're not attorneys. We just know the system like because we survived it just like you did. But what I see now most importantly is what comes next. Yeah. Okay, so having said all that, and we're almost out of time, but there, there's a very weird set of circumstances right now. And as you said, you know, in some some ways, you know, this this can be taken advantage of because you can you can do meetings from home. You don't have to get a babysitter, so on and so forth. But what kinds of trends are you guys seeing? Because I know a lot of families who are like, well, everything's shut down. We can't get any help, support, or resources right now. But that's not what you're finding, correct? Well, yes and no, depending on which system we're talking about. And then also, the state of California um, has released their budget for next year, which will also probably be even more so. I think that that and COVID together is going yeah. to have a lot. Jasmine, on your side with clients, what are you seeing? 
You know, I'm seeing a lot of um, a lot of clients call me asking about caregivers not coming, um, you know, their ABA services, OT, speech, things like that, where they usually would have a therapist come to their home. Um, I'm noticing that a lot of that has kind of been put on pause right now. Um, that's what I'm noticing so far is those type of therapy services where a therapist needs to come to the home is, is just not going as smoothly as we would like it to. Interesting. Interesting. I hear, I hear a lot of, so the state is starting to work. It doesn't, it doesn't filter down as well as it should, but the state is actively moving. Oh so yeah. What I realized was that my clients, our clients didn't really miss a beat because they have been home to start with. So, um, but I know that today, I think it is that SpaceX and um, SpaceX and Tesla is doing um a seminar with STEM three schools. Um, it, people are thinking for the future of what's coming next. Um, it's going to be a more hybrid environment. At least that's the understanding I'm getting. I, I personally believe, and this is a, a fully my person belief, that every child should be individually educated. I just think that makes sense. My son yeah. has IEP, which he can't really get access to right now, but he has one because he has individual needs, but so do my other kids. They have individual needs too. Um, yeah. Everyone should have it. Do we all need to be in this system that doesn't really work where my son's being bused 90 minutes from home to get access to care that he, so where, what, and why is it that, that our office, for example, will be driving downtown to go to appeals and state hearings with a family and the social worker and the appeals and hearing specialist in a room to be on a call up to Sacramento. Well, that doesn't right. make sense. That's a lot of money that goes out for all of these things. And that's what it seems like the budget's saying too, is we're gonna, they are saying they're taking around 30 million out of the regional center budget for staffing mostly um, and moving it towards the state services like in-home supportive services, um, which allows family members to be those caregivers that we need. We'll take that then. Well, we have we we have problems that are coming for all of us. So there's yep. the fact that there are going to be people who are sick and need care. Why yep. wouldn't we want their family members caring for them? Not only that, we've also got a, a, a an unemployment problem. Well, yep. that's actually fix that problem as well. Because, <laughs> you know, we can we can and these are the areas where there isn't a lot of job offer. Available. Opportunities, yeah. And we have an entire workforce that we pay our California taxes for, and we're not exactly incentivizing a workforce to be actively trying to recruit through these avenues where you're paying state taxes. Why not get your production from there like Autocon does for database entry? Um, things like that. All of a sudden, you know. I, I won't, I won't out, out my son, but um, you know, the, the, the ability for him to now navigate a, a, a profession, now that things are being looked at more remotely and, and will clearly have to be, him not really wanting Taco Tuesday and Funny Sock Friday won't really be that much of an issue when he's right. working remotely. And nor will it be for somebody who's nonverbal or isn't, isn't, able to, to use the toilet on their own. They still right. have a, a, an absolute purpose in this world and we're paying our taxes for them. Let's start investing in that. Let's start investing in those people because when we do the right thing by them, they 
they change the world. They change everything about the world we live in. So let's, and let's learn from them in this because my, you know, I found that our kids are handling it a lot better than the typical ones. There's nothing wrong with us finding a bridge towards them. And I think that this, at least in my mind, feels good in that people are starting to listen to that. And before I couldn't really get anyone to hear how important it would be because everybody wanted out in the community. And now they're having to see that there are some people who, who just won't be. And if they won't be, then what are we gonna do? And can we afford to just stick them somewhere? That's not really a good trajectory for our world. And we can't necessarily have a global economy if, if, if you know our recession hits the way it plans to. Let's start looking at what we have naturally. And we have a workforce ready to work and they want to. I, I, I could listen to you all day. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I just, you are, you are uh, an amazing person. I would say to you, I want you to run for office, but I think it would be a waste of your talent. Uh, but I'm glad that you're oh, doing what you're doing. Well. <laughs> we all uh, the COVID conference with Dr. Tanya Altman and some of our experts, we are going to do one for everybody, not just special needs, but we're going to okay. focus on special needs to just to, to start to let people discuss things like kids not being able to wear masks who have special needs or there's a lot of things to talk about and so to start to allow people to start to to, to find a place to talk about on mompedia where can we find out more information about what you're doing and when that might be well we're going to put it on our website and also calabasas wellness i'm sure will too and we'll put it on um, all the groups and things like that okay uh, we'll probably be doing it in the next week or so there's a lot of things that have changed recently and so we want to make sure we've got the right experts to talk about it we're really a small piece of that, but we do rely on our experts to tell us what we need to know about moving forward. So we rely on them. So we want to give our special needs community access to those people too. Okay. So, so standoutadvocates.com. As soon as we've got a conference going, we'll let you guys know. Okay. We've had standoutadvocates.com. And you guys also have a Facebook page, yes? Facebook page. And we're on a group called Mamapedia, which is a group of expert parents, um, which is where all the kind of Calabas, in Calabasas, there's a lot of experts all working from the same office spaces. So we're okay. working together to try and help guide people the next steps while we're all at home. And Calabasas Wellness is that place that you were talking about that's got all the, where you guys have moved to and it's got all the experts. Cal when Calabasas we're not quarantine, we will be in Calabasas right across from the Leonis Okay. Uh, Wonderful. Ladies, thank you so much. And, and Jasmine, so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having, for having us. We'll see you soon. Everyone Love you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Have a good weekend, you guys. You uh, all right. We, we are out of time here, but I want to say to everybody, starting tomorrow um, is the Temple Grandin Marathon. So tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Temple Grandin, Mar Temple Grandin Marathon all weekend long. I hope you get uh, all the things that all the warm and fuzzies from that. Whenever you got a minute, tune in and, and see what is there. And we will look forward to being back here live with you on Tuesday. I hope that everybody has a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend where you have an opportunity to participate in some gross motor activity. Let's get ourselves all regulated, right? I will see you on Tuesday. Until then, give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.